Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, brutal force. Russia steps up its attacks, hitting a military base in Ukraine just miles from the border with Poland. Civilians and apartment buildings caught in the crosshairs. There was no military activity here. We're live with the latest. Then, royal drama. The palace announcing Queen Elizabeth will miss another event as Prince Harry comes under fire for planning to skip a memorial for his late grandfather, Prince Philip. The latest from London just ahead. Plus, Haley's health scare. Haley Bieber hospitalized after suffering stroke-like symptoms. How the 25-year-old is doing now and what she's saying about the terrifying ordeal. And it's a full house. We sit down with the cast of the 90s sitcom two months after the sudden passing of Bob Saget. How much have you thought about him this weekend? A, a lot. A Every lot. minute. A lot. We've been talking about him all the time. How they're remembering their beloved co-star and what they're saying about another possible reboot. Today, Monday, March 14th, 2022. <laughs> A lot of celebrating going on outside. Yeah. We're so happy you're with us. It's a Monday morning. Savannah's got the morning off. We got a crowd full of people. Yes. It's your spring break. It is. The drum is beating. We're going to go outside in a little bit. We are. We're going to get outside in just a moment. But let's get to your news at 8. First, we're going to start with the war in Ukraine. And three things to watch this morning. With limited progress on the battlefield, Russian forces have stepped up their tactic of shelling civilian targets. Over the weekend, they destroyed food warehouses, cut off water supplies, and continued to bomb apartment buildings and hospitals. Those attacks have now reached the suburbs of Kyiv. Russian forces now closing in on the capital city from several directions. Meanwhile, there is some hope this morning that a new round of talks today will open the way for more civilians to evacuate and for more emergency supplies to come in. Unlike earlier talks, which took place in person, these discussions are being held remotely. Well, the race is on to evacuate some of Ukraine's most vulnerable, critically ill children who spend most of their time in the hospital for treatment. Well, now they are making the hazardous journey to the border amid this escalating combat. NBC's Molly Hunter joins us now from Ukraine with the story. Hey, Molly, good morning. Hoda, good morning. Now, for anyone, evacuating from parts of eastern Ukraine is a terrifying journey. Now, imagine doing it with an eight-year-old who's just had four aggressive rounds of chemotherapy. Well, we got access to a children's hospital here in Lviv, which has become the triage hub for the country. Hello. <laughs> 
We meet eight-year-old Danny Lou and his mom, Ina, in the relative safety of Lviv, a week after fleeing the besieged city of Kharkiv under constant attack by Russian troops. Danny Lou was diagnosed with blood cancer on February 5th, and then the war started. Bombs. Everything. It was terrifying, Ina says, leaving in an ambulance, dodging the constant bombing. It was full-scale war. What does it feel like? as a mother, just to have all of this out of your control. But I have to be strong. I'll do whatever it takes to get him the treatment he needs. He'll go anywhere. It doesn't matter. Anywhere where he can get treatment. They cannot work. Dr. Olena Kozlova runs the pediatric oncology ward here at the Western Ukrainian Specialized Children's Medical Center. It's a terrible situation. Having a child with cancer or severe illness, she says, is horrific. But right now, in this place, is a hell no one should have to endure. We go inside. Okay. Little seven-year-old Sophia is on dialysis, awaiting a kidney transplant. A week ago, she was uprooted from her home near Kiev, traveling with her nurse Dubrovina and little bunny Kuzo. What was that responsibility like for you? These kids are like our family, she says, and there was not enough staff to get our children out. The hospital is overrun and needs to move kids out of the country. On Saturday, for Ina and Danny Lou, it was go time. I'm very worried, Ina says. I just want to get to the new clinic fast so we can start the treatment. The convoy, a dozen ambulances and three buses. Ina sent us video from the road to the border. They made it to Poland. Now they're outside of Warsaw. She says, for now, the future is unclear, but we are so happy to be safe. Now, since the start of the war, this hospital has accepted about 250 of this country's most critically ill children. The problem is they only have beds for 180, so their priority is to stabilize these children and move them out. But this process is complicated. Now, St. Jude Children's Hospital has stepped in to try to coordinate internationally with all the specialist hospitals here in Europe. I'll send it back to you, Hoda. Of course, St. Jude has done that, and I'm so glad you got to follow that mother and son all the way across the border and find out what happened. Molly, thank you so much. All right, now to the UK, where celebrations are about to get underway at Westminster Abbey for Commonwealth Day. The annual event usually brings out almost every member of the royal family, but this year there will be some notable exceptions. NBC's Kathy Park joins us from London with more. Kathy, good morning. Hey, Chanel, good morning to you. Noticeably absent will be the queen herself. This would have been her first public appearance since her COVID recovery. And while she's sitting this event out, royal officials say that she still has a pretty jam-packed schedule ahead. Queen Elizabeth's highly anticipated return to the public stage is still on hold for now following her COVID recovery. Buckingham Palace confirming she will miss today's Commonwealth Day service, a crowning achievement for the monarch. Instead, asking her son, Prince Charles, to stand in. The service is going to be focused on her Platinum Jubilee and looking back to her first um, Commonwealth tour. So it's a really important moment, particularly as we haven't had a Commonwealth Day service for two years. That last service before the pandemic is when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle made their final appearance as senior royals. You could see this sort of uh, friction between the royal couples and the rest of the royal family um, rather than about the Commonwealth. So I think the Queen will be very keen that this year's service is focused on what the Commonwealth is all about, which is unity. 
And while the palace did not say why the queen would be absent, officials did say she will continue with other planned engagements, including in-person audiences in the week ahead. The next royal gathering is set for the end of the month, a memorial service for the queen's late husband, Prince Philip, and drawing some backlash, Prince Harry, who won't be there. He is attending the Invictus Games in April, but his spokesperson said he hopes to visit his grandmother as soon as possible. The 95-year-old royal was diagnosed with COVID last month and experienced mild cold-like symptoms. After canceling some online meetings during her recovery, she was back to work last week, hosting virtual engagements and welcoming Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to Windsor Castle. While she's showing the world she's on the mend, the Queen's health has been in the spotlight after her hospitalization last October. She even joked about her mobility. Good morning, Your Majesty. How are you? Well, as you can see, I can't move. Really is a historic year for Britain's longest reigning monarch. Her platinum jubilee celebrations are set for June. It's a four-day event marking 70 years of service. I'm going to volunteer to come back to cover that. <laughs> I'll bet. To you. All right, Kathy. Thank you. All right. It is 8:08. We've got the news covered. I got a boost. A Monday you. boost. Here we go. All okay. Right. Here's one father's early version of March Madness. So his daughter has probably made a hundred shots in practice or in the driveway, but. Here, she gets an inbound pass. She makes her first ever shot in an actual game. She couldn't wait to celebrate. That was a once-in-a-lifetime moment, first time. Dad, probably many more to come. Just a sweet moment from Albany, Louisiana. Love it. Oh my gosh, she's crying. Oh, yeah. She's crying. Oh wow. That was Very cool. One. That was a good one. Congrats. All right. Coming up next, Haley Bieber, the 25-year-old model and wife of pop star Justin Bieber, resting at home this morning after a frightening health scare rushed to the hospital with stroke-like symptoms. How she's describing one of the scariest moments of her life and some takeaways for all young people. We'll have that for you right after this. We are back. It is 8.15 now on this Monday morning with a frightening health scare for Haley Baldwin. Yeah, the model and wife of pop star Justin Bieber says she suffered a stroke-like, stroke-like symptoms and was taken to the hospital where doctors discovered a blood clot on her brain. We're going to talk about that with Dr. Azar in just a moment. But first, NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer has the very latest. Hey, Miguel, good morning. Guys, good morning. 25-year-old Haley Bieber is home now and said to be doing well, but she calls that medical episode, which happened late last week, one of the scariest moments of her life. This morning, Haley Bieber is bouncing back from a terrifying medical episode. After reports surfaced, the model had been admitted to a Palm Springs hospital. The 25-year-old wife of Justin Bieber writing on Instagram, On Thursday morning, I was sitting at breakfast with my husband when I started having stroke-like symptoms and was taken to the hospital. They found I had suffered a very small blood clot to my brain, which caused a small lack of oxygen. Remarkably, Bieber says her body was able to pass the clot on its own and that she recovered completely within a few hours. Still, she called the ordeal one of the scariest moments I've ever been through, adding, I'm home now and doing well. Justin Bieber posting, can't keep this one down, with a photo of the couple together. 
Just last month, the pop star was forced to postpone a Las Vegas tour stop after he tested positive for COVID-19. While Justin has fully recovered, no word on whether Haley also contracted COVID. This isn't the first health scare the Biebers have faced together. In 2020, Justin opened up about his diagnosis and treatment for Lyme disease. I've abused my body in the past, um, and now I'm just in recovery process. The couple's bond has remained strong. Though they've been together since 2018, the two met as teenagers right here on Today in 2009, when Haley's famous father, Stephen Baldwin, brought her along. Now, after her ordeal, Haley thanking her fans, writing, thank you to everyone for all the support and love. Reps for the Biebers did not provide us with any further comment on Haley's condition, but reiterated she's at home now and doing much better. Guys, back to you. All right, Miguel, thanks. Let's bring in Dr. Natalie Azar, our NBC News medical contributor. Dr. Azar, I mean, this was so shocking. You don't expect a kid in her 20s mm. to have something like this. How common is it and how do we think it came about? Right, well, you know, Hoda, only about 10 to 15% of strokes happen in the age group of 18 to 50. We usually think of strokes occurring in older individuals, but as she described, a blood clot to the brain is certainly puts her at risk for having had a stroke. Interpreting what she says, it sounds like it was probably something called a TIA or a transient ischemic attack. That's a mini stroke. Uh, luckily and, and fortunately for her, they recognized the symptoms and sought immediate, an immediate medical attention, which is really the, the drive home point this morning. Dr. Natalie, what, let's talk risk factors and, and symptoms here. What should folks be on the lookout for? Absolutely. So the easiest way to remember the signs and symptoms of a stroke are with the acronym FAST. The F stands for a facial droop. The A stands for are you experiencing any weakness in one arm or both arms even? Do you have slurred speech? And finally, the T stands for time. Time is brain. The sooner you recognize these signs or symptoms in yourself or somebody else, you call 911 and get to an emergency apartment immediately for evaluation. You know, the risk factors in this age group are quite diverse. There are some that are more uh, common or unique to women, such as contraceptives which contain estrogen, pregnancy, migraine with aura, and then take a look at this list. These are the risk factors for just the general population in this age group. There are clotting disorders that can be either inherited or acquired. There's something called an arterial dissection, where the blood tracks through the wall of the artery rather than remaining in the lumen of the artery. Then we have the traditional ones, hypertension, diabetes, obesity, high cholesterol, and then of course there are lifestyle risk factors, smoking, excess alcohol, using illicit drugs, and physical inactivity. Again, the take-home here is to recognize these signs and symptoms and call 911 immediately because the faster you get treated and there can be an intervention, the less likely you are certainly to die or to suffer permanent brain damage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Dr. Azar, thank you so much. Really good advice. We appreciate it.
Let us switch gears now. Get another check of the forecast. Mr. Roker, what are we looking at, buddy? Well, guys, diverse amount of stuff going on. We've got some heavy rain making its way into the Pacific Northwest. Unfortunately, no rain for Southern California and the Southwest, at least yet. Sacramento's gone 65 days without rain. Severe storms firing up in the plains later today. Turning milder here in the east with plenty of sunshine all the way up into New England. Swath of snow across the northern plains into the western Great Lakes. Well, for a Monday, in fact, any day, yeah. This is the best time. Yes, time because it? it's time for yes. pop star. Complete with a correspondent right here. Brought, brought the heavy hitter in. So let's <laughs> get right this. to it. We're going to start here with Full House. Some of the cast spent the entire weekend together at 90s Con, a huge convention celebrating all things 90s. And they sat down with NBC's Morning News Now anchor Joe Fryer, who was here with that report. Joe, good morning. Yeah. So it was four well-known cast members who were in both Full House and the reboot Fuller House. They say they spent much of the weekend with tears in their eyes, first from laughing so hard they were crying but also because they deeply miss their friend and co-star Bob Saget, who was on their minds the entire time. Inside the Connecticut Convention Center, it was a full house. Fans lined up to meet Candace Cameron Bure, Dave Coulier, Andrea Barber, and Scott Weinger. We joke around a lot. It's, it's like a family reunion every time we get together. In January, they suddenly lost a member of that family, Bob Saget. It's been two months. How is everyone doing right now? Well, we're all wearing our our Bob bracelets here. <laughs> you know, it says Bob on here. You know, we became brothers instantly. And um, I mean, it's still hard to talk about it because he was such a huge part of our family and he was the central figure that always brought us together. It's, it's weird having to start a new group chat and his name's not there. And always saying, I love you. Every, yeah. every, yeah. I was scrolling yeah. through our texts and it was like, I love you, I love you so much, I love you. It was, you know, he never missed a chance to say it. We've shared so many jokes over this weekend and I'm, I'm still waiting for Bob to, to walk in or join the group text and say like, surprise, JK, you know, I'm here. <laughs> and it, and then, you know, the reality of that hits you and it's just, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. it's hard. How much have you thought about him this weekend? A, a lot. lot. A Every lot. minute. A lot. We've been talking about him all the time, which yeah. he would love. Yeah. <laughs> what helps is hearing from fans, those who watch the original series and the reboot. There's a lot of moms bringing their little girls who, it is such a wonderful full circle moment to see these moms who are like, I grew up with you guys and now my daughters are growing up with you on Fuller House. Like, Thanks. okay, we'll do Fuller's House. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make you want to do that? Oh, yeah. I think we would. Totally. Not. totally. Yeah, I think we would. It would be obviously very different if you did that, wouldn't it? Would that be hard or would it be, would that also be healing, do you think? Both. It would be hard. But I think Bob would want that. You girls are the greatest. Because no matter the what they say, the he'll always be part of the show. I think that's one of the greatest legacies that he's going to leave is that he, he gets to be America's dad and people get to take that memory away. That will never go away. Now, not all of the cast could make it to 90s Con because some had other commitments, but Candace Cameron Bure says that she was texting all weekend with John Stamos. They think he had some serious FOMO, fear of missing out. Coming up, we're going to have more of the interview on Third Hour, including what other 90s Con people, the full house people, were most excited about. Oh, 90s yeah. Con. It's what fun, 90s? right? Family I mean, Matters. The cast of Family Matters was there. You, you, Are you serious? You might have an answer. Oh, yeah. Urkel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was they Urkel were. there? No. Oh, oh. I don't think so. Okay. Right. But Joe, thanks so much Carl? for that. How about Carl? Was Carl there? <laughs> 
You guys can talk after. Maybe we can run the list of 90 stars. Next up, Pete Davidson. We can exclusively reveal now the comedian is headed to outer space. This is not an SNL sketch, everybody. Davidson's going to be among the crew on Blue Origin's upcoming NS20 flight. This mission marks the fourth human flight for the New Shepard program and the 20th in its history. The comedian's launch is scheduled to take place March 23rd. That's next week. Oh my God! Isn't there like more prep involved to go to space? Should be. Used right to now, be. I would think. Remember the right stuff. Yeah. Dennis Quaid and, and Ed Harris had to blow the ball up. It's, it's a whole months. new world, baby. Each astronaut set to bring aboard messages from students participating in the postcards to space program. To find out more about Pete's big mission, again March 23rd, he goes. You can go to today. Com. Wow. And All that's right. It, guys. All right. Still ahead, guys. Could you use a little more rest? Yes. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. especially after we lost that hour of sleep over the weekend. Well, don't go anywhere because we are revealing some of the top rated sleep products from our friends at Consumer Reports. Elliot. Well, that and more. But first, we'll be right back after this. That you're starting your crowd with your day with us. Yo, hey! Can I just say something? It might feel like winter, but Al, is this not a spring? Oh, we're coming crowd? Up, by the end of the week, we're in the 60s here. Really? Oh, this crowd, is this insane? This is a great crowd. Look at you. This morning. We have a lot ahead in this half hour, including an important story from our friend Maria Shriver. She's shining a light on a serious problem that many women face when doctors either don't take symptoms seriously or dismiss them altogether. Plus, Maria has some tips for taking charge if you feel it's happening to you. Also ahead, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, this is Sleep Awareness Week. So we're going to kick things off. We're going to kick off the special series with Consumer Reports Toolkit for the best quality slumber. We're talking top mattresses, top blankets, some new technology to upgrade that nighttime routine. All right, then a gold mine for young women looking to start or advance their careers. We're going to talk to a woman behind this great new mentorship guidebook. It's terrific. It's filled with great advice from female trailblazers. And then coming up on the third hour, a special Move It Monday. We're going to have some exercises to help you feel young. All right, we also have to mention big day for our friend Hoda. Yes. That's because your Making Space podcast yes. is back for season two. Can I tell you something, you guys? I love this podcast. I get to, ch to talk with really inspiring people who've made huge life changes. And when you listen to it, you'll think, well, wow, I wonder if they can do that. Maybe I can do it. Mm -hmm. Our new season is kicking off with NFL former NFL linebacker Emmanuel Acho. He had some powerful things to say about adversity, about handling criticism, and just overcoming. Take a look. I don't try to focus on my failures. The only true failure is in not getting up. The only true failure is in not trying. Hodo, I was thinking about it the other day um, after I failed at something recently, and I was like, I didn't fail, I fell. And as long as I get up, I win. Um, All right. Boom, hey, I didn't I fail, yeah. I fell. What? Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> but by the way, you're going to feel so good after after listening. I think he's going to be a preacher. <laughs> like, that's what yeah, you, you, that's very, what you feel motivated. like when you're done listening yeah. to him. Well, congrats. Yeah. Thank you, babe. Too. It's going to be good. awesome. Yeah. If you want to listen to it, and why yeah. wouldn't you? You can find Making Space the Hoda Copy. Just search for it on Apple Podcasts. Look at that picture. You Look get at that your picture. podcast. That's very hot. We made it easy. You can scan the QR code on your screen, and it will be right there for you whenever you need it. Ever since he started wearing that beret. Ever since he started like Al's beret, yay or nay? Look, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
The beret works. Mr. How about Walker, check the forecast? And you got to take a lap. This uh, is the best crowd oh, we've had in a long time. <laughs> well, we're going to do that in just a sec. Let's show you what we've got coming up for this week ahead. Burst of snow across the Great Lakes. Fire danger down west with winds. Heavy rain in the Pacific Northwest. As we get into the midweek period, more wet weather along the southeastern Atlantic. Temperatures warm up. Central Plains, more mountain snows in the Rockies. And then toward the end of the week, sunshine up and down the east coast. Heavy rain, upper Mississippi, Ohio River Valleys. Plenty of sunshine out west. Unfortunately, they do need the rain through the southwest into California. Well, I guess it's time we've got to go around the horn. Here we go. Looking good. There you have it. We went round the horn. Our first spring break. Round oh, are we back? Horn. Come on out! Come on out! Look out! Come on out! All right. Coming up next, guys. Coming up next, our good friend Maria Shriver on some troubling trends that women have to take note of when it comes to healthcare. What you need to know to prevent medical gaslighting from happening to you. But first, this is today on NBC. We are back 837 with Your Health, and this is a story that all women need to see. Not just women, yes. but, but men as well. Everybody. In a troubling uh, trend, some female patients say doctors aren't taking their symptoms seriously, writing them off as anxiety, stress, or hypochondria. Our dear friend, Maria Shriver, is here with more. Good morning, Maria. Good, good to see you. Good morning to all of you looking dapper. Well, good morning. Many women go to their doctor, doctors suffering from pain, discomfort, or fatigue, and they are told time and time again, it is all in your head. Or here's a pill for your anxiety. Go take it. You'll be fine. This is known as medical gas. Lighting, and studies show that it happens to female patients a lot, and the impact on their health can be devastating. It's been called the Me Too of healthcare. Doctors misdiagnosing, dismissing, even gaslighting their female patients. I heard everything from you're just tired to um, one doctor actually said, well, I think it's just because you have your period. I was told that I was, I was overweight, I needed to lose weight that I was uh, depressed and needed therapy. For four years, Maria Garcia suffered from intense stomach and back pain, but says her doctors told her there was nothing wrong. She just needed to slim down. When her symptoms escalated, vomiting, weakness, and hair loss, she says her specialist still dismissed her. I begged him for a CAT scan. Please do something. This is not right. Oh, you'll just have to learn to live with it. You feel completely crazy. I started to believe them. I thought, maybe I am crazy. Health failing, she finally went to the ER at Cedar sinai Hospital in Los Angeles, where a scan revealed the terrifying truth. Maria had a 25-pound cancerous tumor growing in her ovary. Surgeons were able to remove it just in time. I was probably about two weeks away from death. So did you feel, once you got your diagnosis, rage or relief? Both. I think being an overweight Hispanic woman was to my detriment. Everything could be attributed to either me being dramatic, exaggerating, and being fat. You've got nurses that work. Studies showed bias against women, especially those of color, is a problem across healthcare, from treatment to research. 
most of the data that we use today in medicine is based on research on men, male animals, or male cells, which is just, just shocking. Just pause a second about that. Repeat that, because much of what we know today when it comes to health is based on men. Yes. Experts say the worst medical gaslighting comes in the diagnosis of autoimmune diseases, which impact an estimated one in five women and involve symptoms easy to write off, like chronic fatigue. Autoimmune diseases were just about 10 years behind where we should be. In her new book, The Invisible Kingdom, author Megan O'Rourke documents her own struggle with autoimmune symptoms and her battle to be believed by doctors. I felt so alone when I was sick and I distrusted myself. Women feel such shame with their symptoms. They don't want to seem hysterical or they don't want to seem like they're a complainer. Yeah. What is your hope that this book does? My primary hope is that it helps people feel heard and seen. Leaders at the country's top hospitals are also pushing for change, securing more funding for women's health research, training doctors on how to recognize their gender biases, and empowering female patients to advocate for themselves. Women want to be the good patient, right? They don't, they don't want to disappoint their doctor. They don't want to make anyone angry. So I think it's really important for patients to understand that medicine is really a teamwork. To get the best care experts say, keep a detailed diary of your symptoms to show doctors. Ask for a thorough physical exam, and don't be afraid to get a second, third, or even fourth opinion. Maria Garcia says that saved her life. So now I stand up for myself, and I encourage other women to do the same. Stand up. You're worth it. If you aren't feeling heard by your doctors, experts say another good approach is to ask them, hey, if you were in my position, what questions would you ask and what specialists would you see next? So it's important to remember that doctors are often patients themselves. So they say appeal to them on that level, That's on the personal advice. level. Mm -hmm. And I just think the whole thing about not, research not being done on women for diseases that That's are affecting women is story. ridiculous. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So women's health is, you know, decades behind. Yeah. But that's beginning to change, but particularly for women my age yeah. who go to ask for information about menopause or perimenopause, yeah. hormones. Yeah, They're like, they we don't have the research mm. but the important thing I think from here is that yeah. women need to write down yeah. what they're feeling and men too by the way because yeah. doctors have a limited amount of time when they're talking to you right. they want to get through it mm -hmm. and you've got to know your body and you know your body yes yeah. thank you Maria that so was a lot people of feel yeah. intimidated yeah. though when they're talking that's to right. the doctor sure. you know I know yeah. but you've got to be your own advocate yeah. that's good. Thank thanks you for Maria that, uh, up next from the best mattresses to new technology our good friends from Consumer Reports sharing the best way to set up your bedroom for the perfect night's sleep. We'll have that for you right after this, but first, this is Today on NBC. Well, we are back with Sleep Better Today, our new series for National Sleep Awareness Week, and we're kicking it off with the best products to help you get a better night's rest. Our friends at Consumer Reports recently took a detailed look at certain tools for optimal slumber. Elliot Weiler, their digital lifestyle editor, 
is here with us on this Monday morning to reveal some of Consumer Reports' most highly rated products. And by the way, you can follow along as we go along using your smartphone. You can scan that QR code that's at the bottom of your screen. Elliot, always good to see you. Good to see you, Craig. So, well, last night? Uh, no, no, I actually did not. <laughs> that's why we're here, right? I did not, but here. I rarely do, so there's that. Yeah. Let's start with the mattress because, I mean, you say this is the best buy for a mattress? This is what we call a best buy at Con Consumer Reports. So it combines good performance and a good value. It's from Novaform. Okay. It is sold exclusively at Costco. This is really just a great all-around mattress for back sleepers, for side sleepers, and it does well in Consumer Report surveys. So people that own this tell us how they like it. It is $529. It's a really good buy. Okay. Uh, this is one of those bed-in-a-boxes so you get at home and pop it out. Oh, yeah. Away you go, you have a mattress. So this, we were talking about this right before right before we came right. on. This is, this is right up my alley. Right, so this is called the Chili Sleep System. Chili Sleep System. So many people have this argument over what temperature should the bedroom be, right? Yes. So you can control that with a thermostat, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. This is actually a mattress pad cover that has little tubes in it that fill with water and then you can adjust it to be as cool or as hot as you want. And so this is the contraption here. Exactly. It can go as low as 55 or as high as 113. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. So the recommendation for a good night's sleep is about 65. So in the room temperature and the mattress. So this fills with water. You don't really feel it. And it just goes over the mattress, put a fitted sheet on top. And then you and your sleeping partner, if you have the dual zone, yeah. don't have to fight about the temperature. I want you to email my wife later <laughs> and tell her that. So this is the weighted blanket. Weighted blankets are all the range. Weighted right blankets now. are great. This is $75 from Luna. Comes in about 28 colors, uh, 24 colors, something like that. And, and what this does is it kind of gives you that comforting feeling uh, puts a little weight there. Some people say they uh, sleep better. You want to buy that based on your weight. So 10% of your body weight. These are sold by um, by pounds. Yeah. If you weigh 115, 150 pounds, try a 15 pound weighted blanket. All right. Uh, this pillow. Yeah. So let's open this if we can. This it's is we have talked about versatile. these adjustable pillows before. This is kind of a new take from a sleep no sleep number. It actually has three pillows inside, so you can then take these out oh. or add them as you need them. It's $150, which is you know a pretty steep price for yeah. a pillow, but this is meant to last. It did well in our. Uh, performance test, so if you spend the money, you're not going to have to re replace that, and you can kind of customize it to your liking. Okay, and this is, uh, you say a humidifier this, is something that, that improves most people's sleep? Oh my gosh, I can't be without it in the uh, in the winter, and even into the uh, spring in many parts of the uh, country. You want your room humidity to be about 40 to 60 percent. It just moistens the air, makes everything easier to breathe, cuts down on colds and viruses. This is a nice buy at $75 from Honeywell. And this is something that we don't necessarily always think about when it comes to getting a good night's sleep. A smart thermostat is great. These have come such a long way. They're a lot easier to program and use. They learn your behavior. This is also from Honeywell, $113. If you want it cooler at night, this will automatically adjust it for you. It connects to your smart speaker. It connects to your smartphone. You can make all those ad adjustments very, very easily, not as complicated as they used to be. We keep a couple of these around the house <laughs> yeah. when we have guests because you don't you don't want them to stay too long. Well, right, right. Right. You can, so let, you can let the air out right. when you need to. Right, right. right. Why do you like this particular This mattress? is $125 from Aerobed. This is the company that most people think of when they think of those in, inflatable mattresses. This blows up in two minutes because I've done this late at night sometimes, uh, maybe after dinner, maybe after cocktails. Nobody wants to be blowing this up by, right. by their mouth, right? Uh, this has a, has a motor, and it's a solid feel, right? You're yeah. not going to want to sleep on this for 
for weeks or months, but like you said, one or two nights from Aerobed, the classic will do the job. 125 bucks, huh? Yeah, not bad. All right, Elliot Wiley, this is great. Thank you. All right, get some rest. You always get a good night's sleep, don't you? Yeah, not so much. Uh, again, folks, to shop these products, you can just scan that QR code that is right at the bottom of the screen. There it is right there, the QR code. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way, today.com slash shop. Up next, sage advice for young girls eyeing their careers from Advice from powerful and influential women across a wide array of industries. But first, this is Today on NBC. Oh, welcome back. All month long, we're celebrating women by recognizing their contributions and highlighting their achievements that have shaped history. With determination and courage, these trailblazers went after their dreams, and now many are sharing their insight and offering advice to the next generation of female leaders. Mm. Leaders, It's all in the pages of the Epic Mentor Guide, compiled by an Epic Mentor herself, Alana Rea. Alana, welcome. Thank you so you much know, for having me. It's so fun. Every girl, woman mm -hmm. I know wants to know, like, how should I do it? Who did it right before me? This book, to me, I mean, I wish I had this book. I actually want to read it myself. <laughs> it, it's like the best advice from the best of the best. Thank you so much. I had the best time doing it. Yeah. And what is the difference, would you say, between a mentor and a role model? So to me, a role model is aspirational. Okay. It's someone, maybe you follow her on social media, you've read her biography, and there's huge value in that. A mentor, to me, is someone who invests her time, her energy. She opens her network. Yeah. You know, if you think of a role model as an example, I think a mentor is a springboard. Mm, and think okay. about all the mentors you had mm -hmm. and you had Absolutely. and I had. People have a lot of questions and we actually have some answers from the pages of your book. There are 180 questions and answers in case you're wondering how many. So here's one that, this is one of the questions. What do you want girls to know everywhere about ambition? Let's listen to what Shelley Archambault, an experienced Silicon Valley CEO, had to say about that question. Hard work and ambition aren't enough. You have to be strategic, intentional, and take help from others. Okay, so that's an, that's interesting because mm -hmm. some people think with just enough grit I can right. do it. But she she expounds on that. Yeah, when she says strategic, you know, to me that says recognize what you don't know, and then don't just sit with that. Go and find the right person to answer that. Mm -hmm. Keep looking. Think about exactly the skills that you need to emulate and find a mentor who can bring you that. When you want to find a mentor, because that's weird. I mean, sure. sometimes you're like, do you want to be my mentor? And do you call them up? <laughs> What's the best way to seek someone out? You know, to me, it has to be authentic. It has to be organic. There needs to be something of value. Yeah. So for the younger set, for high school, college, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, eyeing those first jobs, LinkedIn is fantastic. Oh. I saw this article you put up. It resonated with me. Could I ask you two questions by email? Okay. I watched your TED Talk. I had an idea about it. Could I DM you oh, one in that? I would specific. respond to that as well. It's specific, specific. and you know that Very person specific is. Very specific and yeah. a light lift. Yeah. yeah. Let's do this next question. Uh, what is one piece of advice you received through an all-female network that you would pass on to girls starting their first jobs? And this one, let's hear from Arkana Gavravi. Uh, mm -hmm. She's a vice president of partnerships mm -hmm. at leanin.org. My career advice? is to always ask. If you don't ask for what you want, you'll never get it. There you go. By I the way, agree. Mm -hmm. that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yes. you think if I sit at my desk and work real hard, mm -hmm. they're going to notice me and you give me raise. You have to ask for, for you. They ask for what you, you want and take what hand. you get. Raise your hand yeah. and never yeah. lower your standards. Yeah. yeah. And I think that combination is truly important. Yeah, because I, I think it's tough because that's mm -hmm. also knowing your worth, yeah. isn't it? When yeah. you ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's a, a third one. 
what would you tell girls eyeing professional sports today mm. who are breaking their own barriers? Let's listen to uh, what Blake Bolden had to say, the first black Never player fear. to compete in the NWHL. Let's take a listen. Never fear putting yourself out of your comfort zone because that's where the most growth comes. And lastly, live in the moment because they come and go extremely fast, smile often, and don't sweat the small stuff. I love the variety Come of on. answers. Mm -hmm. You know, checks, check all, we check all the boxes It's a deep here. bench of yeah. it really is. And they came from the questions from the girls. It was keyed off that. By so the way, good. this is brilliant. I do think this is a great graduation uh, present or just a gift for anyone who's starting a brand new career or I anything. So too. Can yeah. we squeeze in one more? Because there's a question for Hoda. No, we actually, well, no? We don't. Well, yeah, 15 <laughs> seconds. seconds how do you stay resilient, Hoda? Oh, how do I stay resilient? Mm -hmm. That was a question for you. Um, that was in years in the book. It, it yeah. was? Yes. Was it? You answered that question already. You know what? I just try to stay centered and I surround my, I figure you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time that. with. So mm -hmm. choose wisely. If your circle is wisely, you're good. I love that. Alana, thank <laughs> you so much. Again, the book is called The Epic Mentor Guide and you can find it on our website at today.com slash All right, coming up, we got more on the third and fourth hour. Kelly Rowland will join me. See you on the third hour coming up in just a bit. Bye guys. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, Eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.